What if business leaders knew that their new software investment would be a success? With me today is Stephanie Zorbayan. She is the leader of digital adoption at Sprinkler, and she was the head of sales technology enablement at T-Mobile. And she's here today to tell me, and you, how to roll out software successfully at scale every single time. I'm your host, Leah Siener, and this is Digital Adoption. Or good evening for you. Yeah, good morning to you. We did it. We made it. I know. Huh. So you are, I would say, for the world of digital adoption, really like a very top voice right now. I feel like in terms of LinkedIn and social media presence, you're a total digital adoption rock star. You <laughs> do. You have a video series, right, called The Digital Adopter what are you doing? Like, what does it mean to be the digital adoption leader at Sprinkler? Why is this important to you? Like, please give me and our listeners some insight into what this means to you and what you're doing. So I've been doing digital adoption and using WalkMe for about two, almost three years now. I'm about to hit my three-year anniversary. Um, And I always kind of felt like in any of my roles, I was always kind of like, the little kid in the corner who they didn't quite fit in in the instructional design team. They didn't quite fit in with the IT team. So I've always just kind of been that little kid in the corner who just kind of got to eat lunch with everybody by default. Um, (laughs) But one great thing about digital adoption and the community that we've created is that there's more of me out there. Mm -hmm. Um, One amazing thing and something that gave me a huge boost of confidence was Last summer, um, Dave Zinsman invited me to participate in the Digital Adoption Institute. Mm -hmm. And there I finally kind of got to be like, oh my goodness, there's more of me. We exist. We're out there. We're rocking it in our companies. And now we get to learn how to do what we do even better. Um, There's not a lot out there to help you learn how to do digital adoption or digital enablement um, at an advanced rate. So the Digital Adoption Institute was incredible for that. And after going through that and after getting those three certificates, I just kind of thought to myself, you know, wow, you're one of the most credentialed individuals in the world. Like no one else is really doing what you're doing except for this other group of people that were in your cohort. And that gave me such a boost of confidence. You know, I'm not a top voice in sales enablement. I'm still learning about, you know, sales enablement, instructional design. I feel like there's people with PhDs who do that and I'll never catch up with them. But in terms of digital adoption, I know things that nobody else knows. And I thought about maybe doing a podcast. I don't know if I quite have a voice for radio. I don't know if I could really hold a conversation for that long just by myself hosting. But I thought, you know, I love short form videos. I think they're funny. I always wanted to be a stand-up comedian. And I have a lot of funny stories about me being a goofball. So why not make this little series about me being a goofball, trying to make a name for myself in these different organizations I worked for, and how I've made a difference in a way that nobody else in the entire organization could do it. So, you know, they're kind of silly. I don't know if they're as, you know, substance heavy as, you know, a webinar or a podcast. But I think in those, you know, three to five minute videos, I give people a laugh and I help them know a little bit about more about what I do and how I try and make a change within my organization. Yeah, hundred percent. I love your videos. I think they're super fun. And I work in the industry of digital adoption and 
I'm super impressed with the fact that you're able to come up with that much content and make it, you know, like consumable for everybody and for the average person who maybe doesn't work in digital adoption, because it sounds like a very kind of technical um, type of topic, but it's, it's actually like, it really touches so many things. It really just is about working and experiencing, you know, technology in a way that's, positive and easy and helpful. Um, so I feel like you've done a really good job at that. So you are pretty new, right, at Sprinkler, and you're the, the leader of digital adoption there? Yes. Right? So I just started at Sprinkler the beginning of right before Q1 um, of this year. Wow. So really new. It's been a huge ride, um, but I absolutely love it so far. They have a phone culture. We do breathing exercises together every day as a company. We have a specialist from India who helps me breathe and helps me calm down when my kids are screaming around me. And we have, you know, daily exercises that we're allowed to tune in and do. So me and some of my coworkers are doing these daily exercises and it's just a really fun place to be. They put a huge emphasis on personal growth and learning. Um, which I really respect and I really appreciate that because that means that, you know, where maybe another company might be like, don't go to that, you know, don't spend that hour in that web, that webinar about digital adoption. This company says, yeah, learn more so you can do better here. Totally. That's just fantastic. Another great thing I think they do is they do a great job at really providing um, new digital tools for us as employees. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that's great is that not only do they pr- give us, you know, this technology provisioning, but they also have digital adoption as a huge component of any release and launch. So while there's the provisionment, there's also the enablement and the adoption aspect, which I think a lot of companies miss. A lot of companies have these sales enablement teams that are pushing these projects out and pushing these products on these sales teams, but there's not a lot of follow-up and there's not a lot of way to make sure that these tools are successful and are actually leading to growth and new revenue. So one thing that's great is that at Sprinkler, we have digital provisioning and then digital adoption. So these two together make these pushes so much more successful. They help us really track our progress and growth as a company and as each team. And they help us know where we can do better in the future. So we're continuously improving. So for an organization that has already kind of realized that this is something that's worth investing in, you know, that it is... It's not just part of like, uh, you know, rolling out new software that it has to actually be its own category so much. Mm -hmm. So like for Sprinkler that they've hired someone whose entire job is to oversee the digital adoption in their company. So it sounds like, you know, having someone like you in the company is a serious asset. And I imagine that, you know, more and more companies wouldn't be starting to do that if it wasn't proving to be extremely beneficial. So I guess my question is like, what do you think, um, what leads organizations to realize that they are missing something? You know, how did they, let's say, realize that digital adoption is something that isn't being prioritized at their organization? So maybe even in your experiences at different organizations, like, What are some of the problems, challenges that come up that whether it's the management team or the executive team, they might not know to identify it as, oh, that's digital adoption, 
but just like issues that seem to surface Mm -hmm. and, you know, and what is, what does it look like in a versus an organization where they've already pinpointed that and they're already solving those problems. Like, you know, maybe, um, even let's say a new software rolls out or several software at the same time, how would an organization that hasn't identified digital adoption approach that versus one that has? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the big triggers um, is just understanding how much time is taken away from the field when you're rolling out a new software and you require all this hand-holding. Um, I, in my last organization at T-Mobile, our director of frontline readiness was incredible. She had a huge background in sales. And when it came to enabling the sales team, she was honest. She said, look, I love learning new things, but if I'm required to sit on a one hour webinar with my camera off, I'm not going to participate. I have a lot of desire to learn, but if I'm required to open up and start clicking through a course and then you're expecting me to read pages and pages, I'm going to lose my interest. And I thought I couldn't have said it better myself. And the fact that someone who's made it to this point in her career still has that pain point and still doesn't like to read e-learning courses, doesn't like to sit on one hour webinar and training sessions to learn technology. I think that that says a lot. And especially over the last year, there was a huge push to give time back to people to get them off of this Zoom um, fatigue schedule where their camera's on all day, they're exhausted, and to just find a, find a better way. Yeah. And I feel like I've seen companies, I've been at a company where they've launched a product without digital adoption. It was a sales and engagement platform where they were you know, using it to email customers to follow up and to really track their usage. Um, I saw how the users were using this product after about a year of having this one hour webinar, this three hours of training every couple months and these follow-ups done via video and screen share. And then I've also seen where we use digital adoption to launch a product where Mm -hmm. we give users information on the screen where they're able to do it independently and successfully from their very first time. And the difference is absolutely night and day. Like I get excited talking about it because it's <laughs> I such know, a huge. I love hearing it. I know. <laughs> Sorry, you're like this. This girl's a dork. I am. I love it because awesome. I love this because it's so easy, and you don't always have that at a company. You don't always have this black and white night and day difference. But because I had that, and because I saw that, I thought, oh my goodness, what a huge case study to show, you know, it was an example of our sales development representatives using this new sales engagement platform. And a a year later, we had to go in and try and fix everything because they didn't bring in digital adoption. They didn't think they needed it for such a simple tool, but nobody was doing things right. Things weren't being tracked automatically and they weren't even having success with the platform because they were finding these workarounds. So they didn't even have to, they kind of flew under the radar to complete their tasks. So they weren't held accountable for their leads and their meetings and their scheduling. And I couldn't believe that they found this workaround and that they were that sneaky to avoid accountability. Well, that's the thing is that the average person, the average like knowledge worker in a company, you know, like myself, like we, we want to get our job done. Mm -hmm. And we also don't want to waste time like fixing things and going to IT and opening tickets and people are innovative, especially, you know, people that like their job and like, you know, want to complete their goals. So like you said, like, I feel like it makes sense. People will just 
find ways to do things the dumbest way <laughs> like before it's impressive. If yeah. nothing else, it's impressive yeah I know for myself like I sure I'm sure I have a few of those where like I go like the like most roundabout route to get something done because like I'm a human being and I just probably haven't learned that there's like a simpler way to do it because it's a computer it's a software program and I could be doing it in a much better, quicker, more efficient way. And I just, I'm not going to intuitively learn that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not, uh, first of all, I'm not a techie person, but even if I was. None of us really are, are we? <laughs> right? We're just here. We're just somehow. here for the lunch. <laughs> totally. Somehow we all ended up in this industry. Yeah. But like, even, you know, there's just a certain limit to what I can figure out by myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it the way that I find, whether it's from watching a webinar, a training webinar, and then probably having forgotten part of it and then being like, oh, I think I go here. You know, I totally understand what you're saying. And I can imagine that watching it from like your position, like it must be just really crazy to watch like how poorly people actually use their software (laughs) on average. It's true. And What's great about digital adoption in a platform like WalkMe is that not only can we provide, you know, the step-by-step guidance, you know, we can get a user from A to B, but we can also take away clicks. So an example is we were teaching our SMB sales team how to use Zoom Info. Zoom Info is a great platform. I don't find it particularly unintuitive. People can run searches on this platform. They can find contacts. They can upload them to Salesforce. The buttons are all there. It's not that complicated. Yeah. Yeah. The proper search for this Zoom info search for our SMB team was around 74 clicks. And for me, I would lose interest around 11, like on a good day. I would say, okay, I think that's good enough. I'll just upload everything into Salesforce and worry about it later. And that's garbage in, garbage out, period. So what you're able to do with a product like WalkMe is you're able to just automate these clicks behind them. You're able to basically run this search for them. You're able to get this down from 74 clicks to around 10 and get the right content into Salesforce, which means the right content going out for their outreach efforts and then the better leads into the system and into the pipeline. Um, it's But it requires a real systems thinking to understand this process at this step for this employee can affect everything down the line and can affect revenue for the company. And tying it back to that and understanding that, sure, it's just a prospecting effort. Sure, it's just an email for outreach. But helping an employee at the point of need on the screen and providing guidance, providing validation helps them really understand how their work at that point is going to help the, is going to help their bottom end line. It's going to help them get more money if they make a sale. It's going to help them hire the right employee if they're a recruiter. And it's going to get them to where their company is more successful. So it's just, it's, it's difficult um, to go from being an individual contributor as a digital adoption professional and taking orders to being someone who really focuses on systems thinking and looking at things very holistically. But it makes all the difference in terms of success of each platform and success of digital adoption in general. Wow. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's like, I feel like I'm like trying to imagine a time when like CRMs weren't a thing, you know what I mean? Like the people that were just trying to say like, Mm -hmm. no, this is going to be the future of selling. 
And like, you know, the, the, the old school thinking of just like, I don't need that. Like, we're great. We have spreadsheets. We have like, I don't know. I don't even know what people used before CRMs, but like to just try to imagine a world in which it was assumed that that wouldn't be completely essential. And like, I do just really love hearing like people that are passionate about digital adoption like you, because it, it just kind of feels like something pretty revolutionary. It feels like, you know, digital transformation is like old news. Everyone knows what that means. Everyone loves using that as a buzzword. I feel like digital adoption is kind of like the next level of um, understanding how to succeed in digital transformation. And so it's like less people talk about it and like it's less like well-known, you know, but it's like it's so right there on the edge. It's so on the edge. And I just feel like the companies that get that and that are running with it and that are not like just putting band-aids on their adoption problems, Mm -hmm. but are really saying like, hey, this is an entire category in itself. And like, we probably need a tool and a designated professional, if not team, to make sure that this is running properly. Like those are the companies that are gonna essentially make more money. Like it really comes down to revenue because your greatest asset is your talent, is your employees. If your employees are like you said, like rocking it, and like able to close more deals and, you know, use all of those tools that, that you've already put so much money and time into getting for them, then you're going to make more money. Like, it's just, it's pretty amazing to, uh, to see that. So it's cool that you've seen it, it firsthand, like from the inside. Absolutely. I feel like it's another level of enablement where you have your sales enablement team who are pushing out these new software programs. They're, you know, getting everything listed out there. They're tracking processes. And for example, we're rolling out Workday this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the team is working to make sure that all the processes for an employee filling time out, you know, submitting a, an evaluation for their manager, their manager submitting an evaluation for them. They're tracking all these processes. And one great thing about digital adoption is that digital adoption is just another layer. So we go in and say, you know, this process looks a little complicated. Are you sure we need to click here and here first? Or could we maybe create this down here to make it easier? Um, and it just, it, it makes them, it holds them accountable to say, are we really creating these processes effectively? Are we really giving our employees the best chance? Um, and if not, then, you know, walk me can kind of help clean it up and make a difference, but it also makes these enablement specialists really think about what they're doing and as well as, you know, how they're promoting it to the field. Yeah. One thing that you mentioned was you're like, what, what's before a CRM? What's, what did people use? The funny thing is, is that I was just, I have two brothers who are medical professionals. They own their own practices. One's a physical therapist and the other is a podiatrist Mm -hmm. and they've, you know, they've had kind of an old school practice. They have a lot of their clients are um, from the baby boomer generation and they're a lot older. They don't like these modern channels. And my brothers literally have just been sending out mailers and emails that don't get responses, but these mailers get great responses, but they're working off of an Excel spreadsheet. And I'm thinking, you know, you could be so much more effective talking about digital transformation. There's still companies that are doing this. There's still companies that are working off of Excel spreadsheets. And they're like, well, help me. What can we do? And I was like, well, let's get you a CRM, you know? And they're like, but, you know, my, my physical therapists don't know how to use a CRM. And I was like, well, there's this tool. Mm-hmm. I know a little bit about it that can help train your employees and get them to wow. do processes. Wow. There's, 
one thing when you look at a company like that is little mistakes, like little billing mistakes can escalate to thousands and thousands of dollars in loss for these small companies. So while I've worked with huge global organizations and I've seen the impact made at, you know, lower levels and how that, you know, makes a change in these big companies, I can only imagine how much these small changes will make to a small company, you know, ensuring that billing forms are filled out correctly, ensuring that customers are getting the right information that's customized to them. Back in the day, I worked as a paralegal and I was in one of these smaller offices where they had really big clients. They were working with like really big clients. It was a patent company, a patent firm, but they just did not want to get like the billing software. So one of the jobs that I had to do at some point when one of the billing specialists were on maternity leave was manually be entering all of the invoices into these systems. And what I saw happening was that the, the systems were expecting that you were going to have the billing software. So they were not set up for someone to be doing manually. And it was just the most tedious work. I can't even tell you. It's like, it's so crazy. So I totally know what you're saying. Like on even such a small scale to not recognize that by making your employees need to do things the hard way, you're just slowing down the whole machine so much. And then I feel like even more so for these large companies, you know, for enterprises where it's like, you know, five to 10,000 people on a software if they're not using it efficiently, I mean, that's just so much money and time mm-hmm. being wasted. It's just like, I feel like that's what, that's what's happening. It's like the, the way that business functions, it's getting so massive, the level of movement that needs to happen to continue the momentum of the business, it needs to be efficient. Like for that to be slow because of the tools that are supposed to be making it faster it's just like, we've really caught ourselves in, in a bad place. Like as humanity, if that's like what happens at this point, like we just slow ourselves down with all of the tools that we've created. Like that would be a really sad reality. And I do really kind of feel pretty inspired by digital adoption as an industry. Cause I feel like it's a great answer to that. It's like, wait, we've gotten ourselves into a mess, but we can get ourselves out. You know, <laughs> I think that's great. I think that also calls to, you know, it also really speaks to being scalable as an organization. So where my brothers were, you know, everything was just fine when they only had about 300, you know, uh, not customers, 300 patients coming in. But as that grows, that's not scalable to send out individual emails to 10,000 people as their businesses grow and as they expand their practice. The same for companies, you know, while, you know, the Rolodex, worked wonders, you know, back in 1984, that definitely wasn't scalable. And even smaller CRMs for companies as they grow, it's not, it's not scalable. As well, when you think about training employees, um, I'm working at a company that's, you know, in hyper growth mode, which is just exciting. It's a really exciting place to be. And while our incredible sales managers would train one-to-one with every seller, and every single SDR got this one-on-one time as we hire, you know, hundreds of new SDRs over the next yeah. year and hundreds of new enterprise sales um, 
sales managers, you can't have that one-on-one relationship anymore, but you can have that exact same content available for each user on the screen. Mm -hmm. Having something like digital adoption is scalable because it's the same message going out to every single employee, no matter if they're in India, Singapore, or, you know, two, two chairs down from you, or probably not now, two houses down from you per se, if they're even in the same city. That Mm -hmm. digital adoption is scalable. You know, standard training is not scalable. Um, I worked for a company in the past that had an incredible field training model. Um, They had these field trainers that traveled every single week and would go all over the country to help train and support their employees in each branch. And when COVID hit, unfortunately, you know, what do you do? Everybody's dispersed. They're not used to a model where they're, you know, having to log in on phone calls, these trainers who were such vivacious and incredible individuals in person were having the biggest struggle to be able to, you know, emote and give this same guidance over Zoom. Yeah. Um, so that was a huge, huge, um, you know, axe in their, in their tree to yeah. know that, you know, they had to change what they did wasn't scalable for um, this new changing environment. And I, you know, I'm no longer with that company, but I can imagine that that was a huge issue for them, you know, as opposed to um, investing in something that's scalable and that can make a big difference in the long term. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, for sure. And I think even for small businesses, just the idea that <laughs> you could nail training and then hire and one more person. Mm-hmm. And then what do you do? You're back at square one. Like it's, yeah, but especially for, for larger, you know, businesses where training is just takes up a lot of resources, a lot of time. Um, it definitely seems, yeah. So, okay. So training has been something that you've seen. And then you were saying being able to send a message, like, do you think communication in general is something that large enterprises struggle with that digital adoption helps like being able to send like one message to everyone at the same time. Like how, how valuable do you think that is? So this is something that I saw a huge ROI with at T-Mobile. Um, we were merging with sprint. This Mm -hmm. was a big deal. Um, and when I thought, you know, as soon as COVID hit, I'm like, Oh, they're going to put the brakes on this. We're not ready for this. T-Mobile said, no, we're ready. We're doing it. April 1st, baby. So, you know, exactly a year ago was the day that, you know, two companies came together. And at that time, not just two companies came together, but two CRMs came together. That's a big deal to migrate data. Not only are there duplicate accounts, there's the question of who owns this account. I'm a seller. I'm an SMB seller. I want to make sure that I get money for this account I've been working on, regardless if there's another Sprint individual who'd been working on it. So there was a huge a huge um, need to communicate what this was going to be. Sure, we can send out emails. We could send out messages on Slack. But as soon as the individual, as soon as that SMB seller logged into Salesforce on day one, April 1st, 2020, they knew exactly what was going on. They had a pop-up with WalkMe that said, hey, this account's co-owned by a Sprint employee. See what that looks like. And they were able to contact that Sprint employee. They were able to understand right there what that meant for them. They didn't have to go to their manager. They didn't have to go search through an LMS to find what that meant. And it was just a huge boost of confidence to know, you know what? All of these traditional training methods were not near as effective as this one single pop-up on the screen on day Mm -hmm. one. So a huge boost of confidence for me to know, you know what? 
you know, my phone started to ring more, you know, metaphorically speaking, people started to really look at this as a solution to say, you know what, maybe an email isn't the best way to get the message across. Maybe we need to show them within their system. Mm -hmm. So a huge, huge win for the company. Um, We had almost 100% engagement with our sellers who saw that pop up and took an action to reach out to a co-owner of the account after that. So the confusion, there wasn't any because they knew exactly what to do when they landed on that type of account. And as the companies merged, the two CRMs came together and there was very few um, issues and very few, you know, I mean, I, fist fights. I don't even know what would happen if um, I were trying to fight with somebody to make a sale. I don't know what would happen. I don't know what yeah. I would do. No, it sounds like it, a real averted disaster. I mean, I imagine that could have taken months and months to sort through if it was like trying to like communicate on very small scale, like little individual messages and, you know, each account trying to handle it differently to be able to have something like that just went to everyone all at the exact same time. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, that sounds, that's a great example. And it couldn't have come at a better time to think, you know, I'm a sales manager. All of my employees just went home two weeks ago with their laptops and are trying to get work done. Now we had a merger on top of this. Everybody's scared. They think that they're going to lose money, but guess what? We're telling them that they're not, and we're giving them the exact path to take. And not only, and as we continue to add employees, there wasn't any of that confusion they all knew as soon as they landed on that account that that was what they needed to do. So it's just, it's just a huge confidence boost for me to know like, Hey, I'm making a difference in the middle of COVID (laughs) with my kids surrounding me at home (laughs) and you know, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. I want to, on that note, I do want to ask you a little bit because you are going to be when this, when this goes out and everyone's listening to this, you are going to be the first digital adoption professional on the podcast. And so it's a slightly different role and a slightly different angle than, you know, the first season, which we were really talking to the people who are really overseeing organizations and just kind of trying to introduce the concept of digital adoption from that perspective um, and how important it is. And I really, for this second season, really wanted to get to talk to people that actually drive digital adoption and are actually like the real movers and shakers in the digital transformation of their companies. So on that note, you know, I know like this has been just like a major career door and, you know, opening for you in your life. And I'd love to hear a little bit about, about that. Um, and what, you know, why someone like you, a digital adoption professional is an asset to an enterprise company and to an organization, specifically you and not just the gear, but a person, a real life person. What what do you think that looks like? I think, I think you're right. I think that we're getting away from, well, of course it's important to have, you know, these decision makers in on this and these CIOs telling us the need for digital adoption. I think that over the next year, I think that we've proved ourselves. I think that, you know, through COVID, we've proved it's not so much, do we need digital adoption, but how do we implement digital adoption at our company? And how do we have these successes that these other companies have been having? And, you know, meeting the people that are on the front lines who are doing that, I think that that's, that's exactly where it needs to go, showing these successes from these people who are making it happen. I think another thing is, you know, 
one great thing about WalkMe is that you provide incredible customer education and incredible customer support. Um, I think that, you know, it's very similar to Salesforce, how you have the trailblazers and these people become exceptionally certified. They can run Salesforce at their whole company and they don't need to call customer service as much. I think that the Digital Adoption Institute is providing a way for individuals like me who are WalkMe builders to become DAP managers, to mm-hmm. become the digital adoption leader at their company, to become chief learning officers. So I think in terms of investing in a digital adoption professional at your company, I think it's really important to you know, think about what the business goals of your organization are. Where do you really want to make a difference? Where do you think you can drive revenue? And find individuals with excitement and passion towards, you know, helping others, training, and those with a background and a knowledge in the platform and the software that can really put their own individual spin on it and make it wildly successful, like beyond anything that, you know, uh, a seller could, a WalkMe seller could even promise you. Um, because that's really what we're seeing with these digital adoption professionals and all these different organizations. That's so awesome. Yeah, I love it. And I love seeing also, it's so funny, like, I love how passionate you are. People are like, have asked me because like, I do, you know, different marketing campaigns and social media, like, how did you get Stephanie to do all those videos? I'm like, no, you don't understand. This is her. She's passionate about this. Like, (laughs) hashtag non-sponsored exactly exactly (laughs) secretly we're no like that's the coolest thing I mean I kind of like do you think like in your vision of the future like this is just going to be like a part of every organization there's going to be like a digital adoption solution and like team like leader and team like I think that it needs to be um if you know and, and again, it's not just about training. It's about analyzing this user behavior, which WalkMe has just such a powerful analytics tool. So I think that if you want to understand what the user is doing, if you want to understand how to help, first of all, you know, we can get away from more traditional methods of having these long analyses and bringing in these external experts and just look what's right on our screen to find the issues. I think that you know, these digital adoption professionals, they're not just instructional designers, they're not just building step by step processes, but they're analysts, they're powerful business analysts that as they go through the digital adoption institute, they know how to make a business impact. And they know where to place the strategic, they know where to go move forward with strategic initiatives to make the biggest impact. So Mm -hmm. I think that if organizations want to be successful with theirs, Um, product launches. They want to be successful with their new platform launches for their internal employees. I think that it's an absolute must. Um, And I think that, you know, senior sponsorship and leadership is so important to kind of push it forward. Um, But really, as soon as you give an employee this powerful tool, you're going to start to see a difference very quickly, period. Um, And that's, I think, what every company needs. I can't imagine, you know, going in, you know, Zoom, just logging into Zoom. My mom uses the walk me little drop down every time we try and have a Zoom call because she has no idea how to do it on her own. And that's fine. She doesn't need to because there is that tool to help her. And that's what's so fantastic. That's awesome. All right, Stephanie, thank you. I'm such a big fan. I can't wait for your next video. Please keep making them. (laughs) We're all like, we all love them. We love watching them. So it's really awesome. And I'm so glad I got to talk to you and get a little more insight. 
Absolutely. It's always so great to talk to you. I love people that lock me. You all, you all understand me and speak my language. It's, it's yeah. so fantastic. Totally. We love keeping out with you. So thank you so much. Have an awesome day. Awesome. You too. Bye. Bye.